0: Welcome to Junior Doctors' Corner, the podcast that helps medical students and junior doctors like yourself not only survive, but thrive in your careers. We cover topics including doctor well-being, career, and life outside of medicine. My name is Dana, and I am your host for this podcast. Are you ready for a healthy dose of support, motivation, and inspiration? Then let's start this episode, Stack. Hello friends, welcome back to another episode of Junior Doctor's Corner. I hope you have been keeping safe and well during this pandemic. I interviewed Dr. Philip Bellevue, the founder of OSCE Bank. He created this really cool tool to help medical students study for their OSCIS and ACE it. I know this can be a very stressful time for a lot of medical students in Australia right now for some of them placements have been cancelled because of the COVID-19 pandemic. To help out Dr. Belleville has very kindly provided a discount code for our listeners so if you have a listen to this episode and you're interested in subscribing to OSCE Bank just listen out I will be dropping this discount code later in this episode. And before I go, I just want to quickly mention that right now we have a giveaway going on on our Instagram page uh, to help support and celebrate the upcoming Crazy Socks for Docs Day. So if you would like to win yourself a pair of crazy socks and a pair for you, a friend that you'd like to say thank you, uh please head over to our Instagram account, that's at Junior Doctors Corner. Enjoy this episode. Hi, Philip. Thank you so much for joining me on Junior Doctors Corner.
1: No worries. Thanks for having me, Dana.
0: So for our listeners who haven't met you or don't know much about you, can you please tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Sure. Um, so my name is Philip Belville. I'm uh, the CEO and co-founder of a medical education business called OskiBank. Bank. <laughs> Um, I'm also a physician trainee, usually based at the Alfred Hospital in Melbourne, um, although currently taking some time away from that to focus on the business. Um, A bit of my background is I did an undergrad in biomedicine at the University of Melbourne and followed by a year of honours. And then I studied medicine at Deakin, um, where I spent some time in Geelong and Warrnambool and then back in Melbourne at the Alfred to do my internship. I guess outside of work, um, I'm like... Playing futsal, um, I'm an avid gamer, mad AFL supporter, um, but obviously with everything going on around at the moment with um, COVID-19, yes, a bit more of the indoor gym and those sort of things at the moment is happening um, as opposed to futsal.
0: I hope that uh, you'll be able to get back to your outdoor hobbies soon. Hopefully, all this COVID-19 business will start settling down. Uh, so you, <laughs> So, you mentioned um, your uh, company, Oski Bank. Can you please tell us a little bit more about it? What is it and who is it designed for?
1: Sure. Um, yeah. So, basically, Oski Bank is an online platform which is designed for medical students studying for their OSCEs. Um what that means is imagine all the content that you'd possibly need to run an OSCE session and we've got that in an integrative online platform. So it includes the stems, interactive marking guides where you can mark someone as you go along, examiner questions, patient scripts and a detailed sort of approach guide to every station. And then on top of that, we've got fully customizable timers so you can adjust um, according to your university's requirements um, as well as a profile that records your scores and also then um, you can identify your areas of strengths and weaknesses you know in as much detail as you know you might need to work on your pediatric communication stations to being overall that you might need some work on your histories um, you can identify that using the platform so this platform was designed by a group of Australian doctors um, who have all lived the experience recently of having going through OSCEs and they know what the study's like and they know what the exams are like. And so far, past our launch in uh, August, yeah, we've had some really positive feedback from users.
0: Oh, wow. That's great. I, I wish you had launched when I was going through medical school. <laughs> that would have been really helpful
1: yeah it's one of those ones that I think you know a lot of people would have wanted, and like I wanted at the time, and then it just didn't exist so yeah it's really been great experience to sort of bring it this idea to fruition
0: so what inspired you to start Oski bank?
1: I guess sort of going back to what you were saying, Dan, like as a medical student, like I saw a problem just with the overall process of Oski study. I'm not sure if it was the same for you, but I remember like getting in a group and someone would scribble down on a piece of paper like a stem and like do a back exam and you know someone then would be like getting their iPhone out and pressing the time at a start and someone would be going online to find some random source that they can mark you on and someone's got and O'Connor open and you know it's it was just so disjoint and What that led to was a lot of time wasting, like people searching for resources, a lot of inconsistencies in the level of the stations and a lot of inconsistencies in the feedback that you would get as well. Um, People would pull you up on minutiae, like you might have missed a specific thing that was listed in Talion O'Connor that will probably never come up ever again. So basically... In that process and then having gone through my initial set of OSCEs in second year, I started writing stations on my own uh, that were mainly just like stems and approaches and giving them to other people. And what I found was that, you know, just having a bank of stations that I could give to others provided a much more um, beneficial study experience. And so from there, you know, we ended up just creating more and more of these um, and that's sort of where the idea started. Then I think seeing the disparity of how people study for MCQs, so everyone's subscribed to MCQ Bank online mm-hmm. and everyone's subscribed to online medical lectures, but mm-hmm. no one was subscribed to anything for OSCEs because there really was not much out there besides some PDF things online. Um, awesome you know lectures about how to do osteism so, so sort of seeing that gap and you know um, combining the two was really the inspiration to the idea
0: very cool I, I don't know why no one thought to do that sooner so it's really great that you've done this
1: oh thanks I think I think a lot of it is you know once you go through med school and you get it all over and done with and you know a lot of people don't want to look back and fix the problems <laughs> of med school yeah um, so, which was absolutely fine. And I think for me, I was quite lucky that I, you know, it was a big area of interest. Medical education yep. always has been. So, for me, it was uh, sort of an ideal opportunity. But I think for others, we happy to leave Oskies well and truly behind them in the past.
0: Guilty right here. (laughs) You're talking about um, how OSCE study used to be really brought back some bittersweet memories right then.
1: (laughs) Yeah, for most people, it it fills them with dread. So I think, you know, it takes a specific group of people to write all these stations. So we're happy to be those people.
0: And I really liked that. Um, I was having a look at the the demo stations. How you had the you give people the option to do it as, as either like a single person, whether if they can't study with another person, which is a which pretty much is the reality right now with coronavirus. Mm. You're not allowed to go to someone else's house to study. Um, you know, I like that you had the different options. You know, whether it's in a group of two or three or one person. Um, and it's all it seems very interactive. Um, Would you mind sharing with us with the process that you went through from designing the website to writing the OSCE station? I can imagine you've invested a lot of time to create this very, you know, smooth working program.
1: Yeah. So, uh, look, you know, it's it's quite interesting if I had thought about it in third year med school, how much how hard it would be to actually do this platform, I probably wouldn't have gone through with it. But it was something that just took a lot of time and um, in the end sort of a lot longer time than I originally thought. So I guess going back to the start, is, you know, I had obviously this bank of stations and I wanted to do something with that and a platform really didn't exist that gave us any functionality that we could easily upload these stations to. So we went searching for ready-made learning management systems and everything, and just nothing was able to give us all the functionality that would provide the user experience that we wanted to provide. So we realized pretty quickly, um, at this point that we needed to custom make a platform to, to cater, um, for this unique user experience. And so I think at that point, none of us had any web design experience. None of us had any coding experience, um, so our options were a bit limited and we ended up wanting to approach a few web developers to see uh, how much this would cost and how long it would take but you know, it's easy to explain an online OSCE platform to doctors and medical students, but try explaining that to someone who's never done medicine before, who has no idea what an OSCE is. It's such a foreign concept to a lot of people outside medicine that we just take for granted. And I didn't really realize that until I tried to start explaining it to people and hearing these developers and just looking at their faces and just seeing these (laughs) blank faces back at me. And they would think, oh yeah, but you could just upload it to this learning management system, and it would show them lectures. And you're like, no, no, it's not a lecture. It's you know. And so, I guess being able to synthesize the idea to non-medical people um, was a big first step. But then, what came of that was us producing a document which um, was a business requirements document. And what that involves is basically writing out a bunch of use cases, everything from you know how a person logs in to the intricacies of how a station would operate in solo mode and group mode. Um, And we wrote out every single step, like user would click this and this would happen and then user would click that and that would happen. And so it was over 200 page document in the end. Um, And we had approached a systems architect who designed how it would be run on the servers and how the whole platform should be built. And then we incorporated that into the document. Um, And, what that document allowed us to do is then go to all these web development places, one, and for them to take us seriously, and two, um, for them to actually understand what the hell we're talking about. So we would give them that, give them time to read it, and then we would ask for their proposals back on how long they think it would take and a detailed timeline and um, costs. Yeah. And so that's sort of how it started. And then we chose a development company in Melbourne um, and Digital Bridge, who are just awesome to work with, a really good bunch of guys who did all the design and coding for the website. And we started coding in January 2019. And what they did was they were able to give us a like login that we could see what they were doing as they were going and there was a Trello board set up which mm-hmm. showed us you know exactly what they were working on and they were just going off the use cases so they had them all lined up and they would just tick them off when they were done um so that was quite cool to see and yeah it, it took about six seven months of wow. um development um and we were having weekly meetings with them to go through any problems and talk through and there was still those issues that, you know, they didn't quite understand certain concepts and you would have to explain to them again what, you know, that this certain functionality needed need to do. But, yeah, in the end we were really happy with the product and then we were able to upload all our content and now we've just got a, a back section which we can fully customise, which we can upload stations, which is yep. easily adaptable. So, we've been um, really happy and it really provided us with that platform that we were happy to present to students because we knew we wanted to present something quite high-quality so I guess, yeah, the key lessons I learned from this is like be clear on what you want and don't compromise on it. Um, and creating a business requirements document can save you a lot of time, even though it seems really daunting to produce a 200-page document. It saved us a heap of stress and it allows you to sort out all your problems on paper before you're spending the money with the development company. And it's a lot harder to, than you expect. So try to choose a developer you get along with. But you know, at the end of the day, it's super rewarding to see your idea that's on you know, this document come out onto uh onto the internet
0: well i back in medical school already struggled with like a thousand word essay so i don't know how you guys churned out a 200 page um, business requirement document
1: oh, <laughs> that, I that ser- takes
0: dedication
1: <laughs> i certainly didn't intend for it to be 200 pages but it just happened to be in the end which yeah it was absolutely crazy and again it's one of those ones that you sit down to write a 200 page document, you probably won't do it. But, you know, if you just take it one step at a time, eventually it turns into that. And then, you know, you're left with this quite high quality piece, which is pretty good.
0: And now we're going to take a little break from the interview here for me to drop the discount code. So if you're interested in getting your hands on a subscription for this very high quality ASCII learning tool, please use the code JDC20. So that's J D C two zero. Now back to the interview. And so, how many um, web developers did you end up, you know, knocking doors on before you finally found the one that you were happy with?
1: Yeah. So, you know, we we approached two individuals who I just happened to know through certain contacts um, that didn't quite have the capability to do what we needed, um, and then actual development houses we probably approached about six to ten I would say and then probably sat down with five and then you know I think we narrowed it down to about two and then chose um uh, you know in terms of choosing a development house it's quite difficult I have I don't know I I thought my method was a little bit lazy that I just sort of googled it and I thought if you're not good enough to get your development house in the top two pages of google search then you know I, I don't maybe I don't want to like go with you. So Mm. um, I sort of made a list of the top two pages and the ones that I thought had, you know, the experience in terms of looking through work that they had previously done Mm. um, and seeing if anyone had done a similar learning management system or more complex websites. Um, And then, you know, once we met them, I think the thing that stood out to us about the two that we narrowed it down to was that they had read the document um, mm-hmm. for starters which beat two of the other ones who didn't read the document <laughs> um, and they were able to understand the concept pretty easily and start solving problems straight away with us um, so you know one of the major issues we ran into at the start was the timers um, having timers for station time reading time question time that could be adjustable and interchangeable and That was a big problem for a lot of people, um, but they were able to work through that problem with us and say, no, no, we can do it like this and give you solutions to your problems. So that was pretty much how, why we ended up going with the company we went with is that they seemed super approachable and they were able to solve all their problems. Nothing was too much of a problem. We threw everything at them and they were able to solve it all.
0: Amazing. Now, talk me through a little bit about the writing of the OSCE stations, because you mentioned that it's written by Australian doctors and yourself. So is everyone a physician like you or um, medical educators? You know, who are they?
1: Yeah, so it's all junior doctors. Um, we've actually got a very good mix. There's only three of us. Um, so we've got myself, uh, who's a physician trainee. Then we've got Tess, who's a surgical registrar. And then we've got Rashan, who is a going into GP. So we've got a pretty good mix. Um, we didn't really plan it that way. <laughs> we all went to med school together. Yeah, we, we've got a pretty good broad knowledge of things. And I think the, the key thing for us is that we're all quite... Passionate about medical education, and we're all you know very interested in our areas, and so writing stations becomes a lot easier when you're much more interested in in the topics. And yeah, I guess in terms of the process of writing them, we have a, a list of stations that we are sort of working through writing. Um, currently, our uploaded, we've got over 120 stations, um, but you know we're adding more every week, and I think we're currently looking to be the largest OSCE bank in the world that we can see. Um, Oh, wow. So, we're uploading roughly between two to three stations per week, which involves writing every single element of the stations from scratch. We don't tend to copy the same station and just rejig it. We tend to write everything from scratch so can resource it from different areas so it's you know up to date and relevant Um, and uh, yeah which you know is very time consuming and then it goes through a whole editing process which you know a medical editing process where one of the other people will read it and then also uh, just sort of english language editing process which one of our other founders does
0: well you guys certainly are very passionate about this and dedicated to be investing so much time um into creating this really awesome you know oski bank of stations i was just wondering you know given you guys it sounds like you're working full-time how are you juggling you know all this
1: yeah i guess it was um very tough to do full-time with full-time work and um you know while we were going through the whole development process i was in my first year of physician training and yeah it was extremely time consuming you'd work all day and then you would come home and write stations or you know have zoom meetings with the developers and um any half day i had was spent on the website um but you know i think once you've got something that you're working towards and you're passionate about and it's quite exciting time when you're doing that launch, you know, you can sort of motivate yourself. Um, but you know, as things got bigger and then you have customers to manage and, you know, all all the emails to go through and all that sort of stuff, um, that's where this year I decided to take the year off to really focus on the business. And then I can be more responsive. I can write stations more freely than before. The other two junior doctors are still working full time and doing all this as well. So they're they're doing, um, really well. And our other founder who's non-medical, um, who's done an MBA and a few other things, he's, um, still working full time as well. So I think it's quite difficult to juggle. Um, at the same time, though, you know, lots of other people are doing research or other things outside of medicine. This is something that we just feel quite passionate about doing. So, um, you know, it's a bit easier when you feel so passionate about it.
0: Mm. For sure, for sure. So can you please share with our listeners how they can get their hands on Oski Bank? Like, you know, is this available, going to be available as a mobile app or, you know, what do they have to do to get their hands on your Oski stations?
1: Yeah, so all they need to go to is um and they can subscribe there. Um, you can also contact your medical student society as well. We've made relationships with a lot of them. Um and you can ask them if there's any sort of discount codes or any codes on offer, um, which, you know, a lot of the student associations being very good with us and um, sort of built very solid relationships with them. But, yeah, no, head across to the website. There is no app at this stage, um, however, you know, there may be some scope to introduce a companion app in the future. But we'll we'll see. But yeah, at the moment, just through the website and you get unlimited access, we've got either a six month or a twelve month subscription and it's quite reasonably priced at the moment. So forty nine dollars for six months and seventy-nine dollars for twelve months, which beats most other medical subscription platforms out there.
0: So Philip, with the process of you know, doing this OSCI bank as your business and everything, do you have any other advice for junior doctors who are, you know, keen on entrepreneurship or interested in starting their own business?
1: Yeah, for sure. I think doctors and and medical students are in this unique situation that, you know, you're around people who are quite, um, you know, intelligent and quite motivated and driven. And there's lots of gaps in the medical industry um, to change, especially with integration with technology. And so I think that, you know, if you see that opportunity and you feel passionate about that, um, you're in an extremely good situation to be able to do that. And don't be afraid to move or veer off the pathway that might be set in front of you. You know, you don't have to choose a specialty straight away. You can take gaps in your training. I'm currently taking a gap in my physician's training and the college allows you to take up to two years without any having to do any reaccreditation. Um, so don't feel scared about making that jump. You're uniquely placed uh, where you can make a difference and it's not that difficult to do. You can sign up for an ABN in five minutes and, um, you know, find a bunch of like-minded people and then go for it.
0: Well, thank you so much for that advice. I'm sure a lot of uh, junior doctors will benefit from that. Well, thank you so much for your time, um, Philip. Um You know, I can't wait to see uh, you do more with OSCE Bank. Hopefully, it can become companion apps. Hopefully, you could maybe start doing OSCE stations for maybe college exams. I don't know. Um, That would be really great. Yeah,
1: we'll we'll see. Uh, I think there's, uh, yeah, we've got quite a few areas that we want to branch out into. So, um, yeah, hopefully in the years to come, we can be providing it to everyone.
0: Great. So, final question. Can you please name one or two things that's keeping you sane uh, right now during these crazy times?
1: Well, I actually heard one of your other interviews Dana, with uh, the people from Bentari VR and they say yeah. coffee and I was going to say coffee. <laughs> um, so Because uh, it is something that keeps me very sane. But, you know, I think like I said in the intro, I'm you know, I love to play soccer once a week. And, you know, gaming, those two things sort of allow me to just escape um, and just focus on one task, which is really beneficial. Otherwise, I'm just constantly checking emails or doing other things, which, you know, sort of takes a lot of your time up when you're running a business. But the other useful tool that I guess um, I found benefit from is using something like the Headspace app, which has given me a few just really nice meditation and mindfulness tools um, to allow me to refocus, um, when I'm feeling, you know, ruminating over a decision I've made or feeling a bit stressed about something. It's been really awesome, um, to sort of use those tools as well.
0: Thank you for your time.
1: Thanks for having me, Dana. Appreciate it.
0: If you really like that episode, please don't forget to leave a review on iTunes to help a sister out. And don't forget to subscribe to our email list so that you never miss an episode.